I firmly believe a strong business has a strong network. And this podcast is designed to break that invisible wall between listener and speaker. Every guest of this podcast is waiting for your connection, coffee chat, or discovery call. So listen in and continue the conversation. Are you ready? Let's get to it. Welcome back to Discovery Call Podcast. I am Danny Hamlet, your host, and we are back. I am really excited for you to meet Ariana today. I really do love bringing people onto the podcast that I have worked with in some capacity before. And the kind of the backstory here is that I was having a coffee chat with Ariana, and she was talking about her work as an OBM. And I kind of am in this interesting spot. I think I still am in it, actually, where I I am looking to grow my team, but also how to do it sustainably in a way that makes sense. I don't desire agency level per se, but also how to sustainably do my business with support. And I asked Ariana if she does any like power hour consulting options. And I pretty much, I can remember just the look on her face like, oh, let me get back to you. And sure enough, she got back to me and she had some amazing packages We met up and I walked away from that time together with a whole new perspective on how I could move forward. I was able to talk the numbers with somebody in a very concrete way. And I walked away with an outline of all the next steps. And I can look back on that meeting and see a huge mindset shift that happened and also a vision on what this could look like for me. So I am really excited for you to meet Ariana. But also, if you are kind of in that position, maybe like me on various levels, Well, you know that you're not looking for an OBM, but you do know that you want to scale your business up in some way. I would highly suggest taking her up on the offer to book a coffee chat and talk about what that could look like because being able to have someone who has the um, online business manager mindset, looking at your business and looking at who you are as a person as well and giving you a plan to move forward is pretty awesome. So without further ado, here is Ariana. Welcome to the Discovery Call podcast. Can you share a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah. So I'm Ariana. I am a certified online business manager and business strategist. I typically work with visionary clients who have big dreams and big plans for where they want their business to go, but they don't necessarily have the strategy part of uh, mapping out how to get from conception to final product um, out into the world. So a lot of my clients tend to be like life coaches or energy workers or healers, people that are making big changes in the world and need a little bit of strategic support to be able to get to that next level in their business. The strategic support, is that kind of coming into more of like the back end work? Like what would you say is that like that first thing that you tackle when it's like, okay, here I am, let's get some strategy behind that. Yeah, absolutely. The biggest thing that I see from clients is they have this big, again, big vision, but nothing, the foundation is not set up. So I come in and I say, hey, what can we organize, optimize, and automate within this back office operations so that your business runs better, it runs a little faster, it runs without so much human interaction so that you can focus on the growth of the business versus the maintenance of the business and just managing the day-to-day. Okay. That's really cool. I I compare a lot to what I do as a social media manager. One of the things I always say is that I take care of all the pieces so that you can be social on social. You can show up and do your thing. And so it kind of sounds like that's what you do. You just kind of, okay, let's clear this all out so you can just do what you're really good at. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What is a common thing that you have to really start first with though? Like what is just like, if we can get this one figured out, so many other things get sorted out. That's a really great question. A lot of the stuff is, I don't know where that thing is or everything lives in my brain. Like, oh, I I can't have a sick day. I can't have a day where I need to sleep in in the morning because nothing will get done if I am not doing it. So it's like, hey, let's get all the things out of your brain onto paper. Like my motto is everyone should be replaceable, even the CEO. And especially when you're going from being a solopreneur to being someone that wants to hire a team at some point, like wants to like grow their, you know, like the people that are helping support them nothing will get done if it's all in your brain. So taking the things out of the brain, getting them documented, getting them processes kind of like mapped out and input into project management systems or just even in Google Docs, something to say, hey, how does this thing get done? And then from there, we can go through and optimize it. So I can go like, hey, have you ever thought about this? Like this piece could be an automated email versus you have to sit there and think about what you want to say or, you know, whatever the, the case may be. But yeah, it's really like, how can we make the CEO replaceable and not a bottleneck so that they can hire people and can just stay in their zone of genius? Right, right. Yeah, make like the parts that are outsourceable or you could, something could be automated, no longer taking up the space in their brain. So yeah. Oh, that's got to be good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I find that oftentimes it is. I don't know where it is. I don't know where that lives. I know I made it, but I just don't know where it lives. So that's a common one that I hear. Since it's a discovery call podcast, I like to talk about kind of like how you have grown as a business owner to learning that discoverability part, because like that, a lot of service providers, that's like a huge piece. And with any business, you need to be discoverable in some form. So like, what has been your journey in that? My journey has been like twofold. So the first part is I was so protective over this new entity that I was creating that I wouldn't talk about it, which like as someone who is marketing to get clients, like that's not a great way to market just to like, like no one knows about it. Like no one understands like what I do. My family and friends for like such a long time were like, oh, so you do this thing. I'm like, no, where'd you get that? And they're like, I mean, that's what I've gathered from the conversations. So I was like, I actually probably should like talk about it and like what I do and how I serve people. And then the other part, when I actually got onto discovery calls, it was, I was so in my, like, I have to prove something. Like I have like a chip on my shoulder. Like I, you know, I need to get in there and be like this performative version of myself of like, this is what I can do. And like dance monkey dance instead of being who I actually was and like being able to like come in with like this, Hey, like, this is what I do. If my energy resonates with you, perfect. If not, no problem. So once I could really start to harness the, hey, like, I'm good, I'm solid. Like, if this is my ideal client, they're going to like my energy. Things started happening in a better way for me than when I was just like, oh, my God, who do they want me to be? How can I, like, tell them, like, oh, I'm, I'm this amazing service provider and I can really help you. There was, like, a lot of lack of trust in myself. Yeah, that is so important. And I think it's like we have to be consistent with who they're going to work with after the discovery call, right? Because mm-hmm. like if you if you become this inflated version of yourself or you kind of peacock your ability, so to speak, and that's kind of you're setting an expectation for the rest of that entire work experience. And yeah, you don't want to do the bait and switch feeling. I think there that is such a good transition to make too that when you go into the discovery calls, 
that it's not so much that you get the client to just hire you so you can just get the client, but it's to find the client that's going to work best working with you. Yes. And then if they, if they don't work with you, it, it just was for a very good reason and you can have room for the next person. So that shift is huge. Yeah, because it's that scarcity mindset of like, oh, I have to like make this business successful. So I'm going to say yes to everybody and I'm going to be what everyone needs me to be versus finding the people, like you said, that are actually aligned and actually going to be the best fit for who, how I work and who I am and, you know, the energy I want to bring into my business. So, yeah, it's making that like conscious switch to be like, hey, my people are out there. I just need to find them. And I have the same problem sometimes too. Like most people in my the real world, so to speak, like I think my online people are real people too. But um, they try to describe or understand what I do. And the common line I get is, "I bet you that became more of a thing during COVID." I was like, "No, actually, a lot of what I'm doing existed before then, but COVID did help in some ways of like you know working from home." But it's just interesting. So what are some of the myths that you kind of feel like is in your industry or line of work? Like what would be your soapbox thing a little bit right now? That you have to do all the things by yourself. So I, I know that kind of plays into what I said earlier, but you can do everything. And yeah, everyone is fully capable of doing it all. But why do you have to? Like you don't have to do it all. And I've seen so many people when I get into conversations with potential clients who are like, oh, I have been doing this all on my own because like I you know, was told you can do all these things and here's the, the way to do all the things. And I don't think there's a one size fits all. I think everyone needs to do things a little differently and having that flexibility to switch it up or to say like, oh yeah, that's actually not working for me. And that's such a good reminder. You don't have to do it all. It's kind of like the, the term solopreneur. Uh, eventually, um, depending on your business goals, you're going to grow out of that title and you want to, you want to take on people to help and cast that vision. So yeah. And, and adding to the team in a really intentional way. So it's, you're not bringing on people just to like, oh my God, I need someone to help me, but it's who's going to match my vision. Who's going to take the baby that I've created and help me nurture it to get to that next level. I've, again, I've heard so many stories of people saying like, oh yeah, I hired this person. I hired that person. And they did not respect what I had built and my clients. And, you know, so having these discovery calls is really important to really get a feel for who is going to come into the business. And again, do they match my energy? Do they, are they aligned with my mission and my values? Because if not, then yeah, you're, you're going to gift this, you know, part of your business to somebody and then they're going to destroy that or, you know, it's just, it's important to make sure that you really vet out the people that you want to bring into the business because you don't want to have a bad experience where you stop trusting people. Right. It is so true. And, you know, you, you definitely learn a lot when you hire that person. It doesn't work out. I think every time, like, but just also learning and realizing quicker it's not working out because some people just kind of hang out with a independent contractor for a long time and it's just not working. <laughs> now, do you do you help with that um, onboarding process? Is that something that you guide your clients through? Yeah, so it all depends on where they're at when I first like connect with them. I've been working to make my business very accessible to a wide range of people, no matter where they are financially in their business. So something that I've recently been doing is strategy calls. So one of them is like a team strategy call. One of them is just a general strategy. And with the team strategy, I'm also starting to implement like, hey, okay, we're, we're going to figure out who you need in the business. And then 
I'm going to help you hire them. I'm going to help you pre-vet people. I'm going to help you onboard and come up with that system and make sure that they have all the pieces that they need and help you kind of train them a little bit as you grow into a leader. I have a client right now who is struggling a little bit with that piece of, I want to train someone and I want them to be the best fit for my business. And also I'm so stressed about just making deadlines and getting my my stuff done that I actually don't have full capacity to train them. So I'm, I'm kind of supporting them in that, you know, discovery journey because yeah, again, you want to have the people that are the best fit for your business on the team. It is so true. And that is something that every business owner thinks about. I could hire someone on, but I need SOPs to have them on and I need to train them. And if I do all that, I'll get behind everything else. Yes. That's where, again, you start with getting all the things out of their brain before you hire. It's like get everything documented first because then organizing, optimizing the process, you bring someone on and then you say like, hey, here's the fully vetted out process. And it's so much easier for them to come on board because they're not being like, ooh, I don't know what the questions I need to ask are. I don't know like where the the things live. Like, nope, it's all documented. Just hand the packet to the new team member um, and then they come on and, you know, it's much smoother transition. I'm actually in this unique situation right now where I am offboarding a particular client. Um, and it's just, it's a, it's a good offboarding process. But I created this whole Trello board, offboarding Trello board. I made like videos of everything that I do. And do you recommend videos or like PDFs? Like which one's your favorite or does it matter? I like a mixture of both. So the way I love to do my SOPs is. I like write out step by step by step. I'm pretending like the person has never opened up a computer before. And it's like, okay, first you like look at this and then, you know, very step by step. And then recording videos and taking screenshots to like show exactly where the things are is great because typically I found that people like to watch videos to see the whole process. But then if they have one question, it's easier for them to look back through the PDF and say like, oh yeah, you know, bullet 2.A is what I actually needed the information on. Both, all the above. I like that. You're right. Because if you just want to quickly remember something, a little step, if you have to watch a 15 minute video, that's going to be really annoying. (laughs) Right. That's a good point. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, good. So you're talking about, um, which I think is unique in your particular field of having offerings for people in like different journeys of their business, you know, before some might be in the ready to hire on an OBM, right? So like, explain that a little bit. Like, where did that come from? I think that's very unique. And I think you're probably helping a lot of people get ready for you too. So like, how does that work? I went through the certification program to be an online business manager and was so excited about that. I was like, oh, like, yeah, I get to work with all these different businesses. But one of my values and one of one of the reasons why I chose to do what I do is because I wanted to make an impact and I wanted to help people amplify their voices because the clients that I work with have so much to say and they have so much they, they want to give to the collective and to the world that I am want to use my talents to help them amplify that message. And what I realized after I went through this process is that the people that typically work with OBMs in a retainer sense are the ones that are already well on their way. They're making the money they want to make, and they're just trying to up-level and get to the next step of the business. And so I was like, oh, that's not really sustainable for the types of people that I want to support and want to work with. So I started to work through what pieces I felt were the most important for 
businesses when they start out with an OBM and it's like, okay, how can I package this into something that feels a little bit more sustainable, feels a little bit more easy for people to be like, oh yeah, I have the budget. I can invest in that because it's going to provide change pretty quickly for me. And I don't have to keep someone on retainer to like always manage this thing. I get to be, you know, it's taken care of or I'm trained and then we get to move on. Um, So it's been really exciting for me to do that. And then just the full disclosure, we actually sat down and one of the strategy calls, if I remember correctly. Yes. Yeah. And um, I think one of the biggest takeaways for me from that was having someone from the outside kind of like look at the numbers a bit. I think that was one thing like I've always looked at my numbers, but like never really had someone else who understands online business look at it with me and kind of just, yeah, opened my eyes to a few things and got me thinking in different ways. And that has been available. So yeah, we found out I have a VA that I was not using all of her hours, still working on that, but I'm going to have her do a few things. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm so happy to hear that because I know like you and I talked about it, um, but there were just like some little pieces in the business that just needed to be, yeah, another perspective. Um, And someone once said to me, it's really hard to read the label from a bottle from the inside of the bottle. So having someone from the outside, like look and be like, oh yeah, like this, this, and this, and this. It's like, oh, duh. that, That makes sense. That is such a good point. I always, and another analogy I've always said was you can't do heart surgery on yourself, right? Like you're your own transformation. Sometimes you just, Absolutely. That reminds me too of like kind of this realization because you brought up so many um, good pain points ahead of my own business and got me thinking and just saying like, what is it that just kind of drives you nuts? And I was like, and kind of just like acknowledging the fact that um, when you run your own business, you don't always, not every aspect of your business fits your strong suits perfectly. Like there's just mm-hmm. some things you kind of have to swallow and just keep going. <laughs> but then also looking at it in a way of how can you start to outsource this part and find somebody who really loves this part? And I just, I think that's such a good thing to think about. Yeah. My goal is to have my team and my, and the, my clients work in their zone of genius like 70% of the time. And yeah, there's always going to be things that are like not my favorite thing, but okay, we have to just do this to move the business forward. But whenever possible, like you just said, like outsourcing, hiring someone on because even like in personal life, I was talking with a friend the other day and I was like, oh yeah, like I don't like to do that. And she's like, oh my God, I love to do that. And I was like, being able to trade with people and barter with people or just have someone else come in and be like, hey, I love doing this thing. I'm going to do this thing for you. Makes everyone have a better experience because they get to focus on the things they actually like to do, which makes everything better. And do you have any special like um, softwares that you specialize in that that you're just like, I'm really good at this? Or do you find that you're pretty adaptable? Like I can go and figure almost anything you're using out. Yeah, I'm pretty adaptable. I feel like processes and systems are processes and systems. And ClickUp has a little bit of a different interface than Asana does. They're all figure outable. Um, And that's always been my mentality that like, I know how, like what you need me to get done in the system. And it's just a matter of like, what are the actual buttons I need to click to like make this work? You know, they want you to use their system. So there is a way to figure it out. (laughs) You just, you take the time. And that's something that I love to do. Like I love learning about new tech and new systems and stuff. So when people are like, oh, have you worked with this? I'm like, no, but I'm, I'm not worried about it. You want something that tells you when your, your items are due. Perfect. I'll figure out how to work this and then I'll give you an SOP that tells you how to do it so that you don't have to do the legwork of figuring it out. I guess before we kind of move into some of the closing thoughts, can you give kind of like a, a rundown of 
if someone's interested in connecting with you and talking about working with you, what are some of those offerings that you have? So like I said before, I have the two strategy calls, which are you know pretty low time investment for people. They're an hour each, um, and we kind of go through whatever the, the topic, the pain points are. I also have a like a VIP experience where we do an ops review. Um, so we kind of go through like people, plans, processes, like what what is going on in the business, and then how can we organize, optimize, automate that stuff, and then they get a plan of what I see are the biggest pain points and the biggest problems that are blocking growth or blocking revenue. And then I also have a 12-week tune-up. That's a little bit slower paced because it's over 12 weeks, but I go in and I kind of like, as I'm looking at all the things, I'm actually fixing the things or I'm documenting how processes could go. And at the end of the 12 weeks, I kind of hand over a new, a like better optimized system for people. And I'm also, I've been customizing plans for people that are just like, hey, I have all these things. Like, can you help me with any of these pieces. That's been a really fun thing for me to do is just make customized proposals for people because everyone's business is a little bit different and no one is a one size fits all. So I've tried to be as general as I can to like give people an idea, but I love getting on coffee chats with people and then kind of seeing like, what is it that I can help you with? And if I don't know, or if I'm, if it's not my zone of genius, I have a network that I'm building because I do all these other networking coffee chats that I can refer people out. I really take the motto from Miracle on 34th Street, where the Santa's like, if Coles doesn't have it, we're going to find the place that does. Because that's just like, I when I heard that, I was like, oh my God, I love that. Like, I want to be able to connect people in my network. So I also love doing that. I, I love it when we don't treat ourselves as a dead end if it's not a good fit. This is just like, I'll send you other places. Like, continue the rabbit trails of finding your person. <laughs> exactly. All right. So right now, as of today, what is inspiring? Honestly, the springtime weather is like such an inspiration. I find every year I forget that I have like a little bit of like seasonal depression because I'm like, it's cold. We all hibernate. Like we're all kind of like inside all, all the time. And then the first nice day, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm coming back to life again. So it's like all these you know, activities I want to do outside the house. Um, I'm looking into doing like a mixology class and a flowers class, like how to like arrange flowers. And like all this like life is bubbling up because the sun is out and it's beautiful outside. So it's been very inspirational to, to be creative and to create some new offers and to just be present in the moment and be outside of nature. Yeah. You know, I got me thinking too that you know, what if we really actually embrace like, these four seasons? Like for those of us who live in a place of four seasons, I know they're in California, they're everyday sunny sometimes in some places, but um, for these, I don't know, kind of inserting like certain goals and intentions for the season. Like if we know, like if you know in spring, you're very motivated to be like creative and create new things to kind of like, well, I'll, I'll push that into spring. And then if you know, like in, in wintertime, it's more hunker down and <laughs> I don't know. It's such an interesting way of, of looking at it, but I think it's so, it's so true. Spring brings such new energy to things. So. Yeah. yeah. No, that is such a good point. And I've gotten that feedback from other people and it's like trying to unwind myself from the patriarchy and from the, there's a certain way to do things and you have to just hustle and push and just do all the things because there is such a freedom when you can be like, Hey, it's winter time right now. I'm going to maintain what I'm doing, but I don't need to be creative. I don't need to be pounding the pavement and doing all these things. I get to wait till spring to do that. Um, I, it is, it's such a beautiful way to think 
we just have to like get our minds to, like wrap around that concept and be like, it's okay. It's okay. You can wait a couple months. It's fine. I know. It, it gives some freedom. I mean, like, you know, if the nature needs a season of being dormant and a season of harvest and a season of growth and like, I don't know, give us some freedom to do that too. Whenever I read these productivity books, sometimes it'll be like, everyone has to, you know, function at optimal level at all times. And they always, I always get grumpy about it. I'm like, a dude wrote this. <laughs> I know some guy, some guy in corporate <laughs> found uh-huh. out that if I did this trick, I was more productive and now we're all uh-huh. burning out and crying in the corners. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. And I saw something that was like men's men's um, or people that are male, like have every day, like their energy and their system is the same. And people that are female have a different energy and um, availability every day yeah i don't know the exact science of it but it is it's so interesting to try to like how do i how do i be a female operating person in this world where it's built for not me right right and still be productive just in a season i don't know so there you go you guys we just like made her inspiration hopefully inspirational to all of you and if you're a dude listening to this rock on we 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 applaud you Absolutely. <laughs> um, I, I, my last child I had in November, my my daughter, and I loved that because in the winter I could just hunker down mm. and just be a new mom and nurse, and it was just so nice because when I had my babies in the summer, I just felt like I was missing out on all this stuff. But if it was snow and no one's go out on the outside. It's just nice. So yeah, embrace the winter and the spring and the summer. Yeah, embrace all the things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. All right. So, where can people find you? Where do you hang out online? How it'll be in the show notes too. Yeah, I mostly have you know my website done up. I am not really a social media marketer, so I'm not super active on any social platforms. But my website is where you can kind of see who I am and book you know discovery call or coffee chat with me. And yeah, we can connect and kind of see if it's an aligned partnership. Yes, I I love that. As a social media manager, I know that it sounds counterintuitive, but um, seeing people able to run their business without relying on social media and not feeling the pressure to get on there if that just doesn't sync up with them. And this is one way to do it, right? Get on podcast. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, just try new things. Exactly. Uh, So thank you so much. And just a reminder to everybody that um, Ariana is expecting Coffee Chat's discovery call. So if you want to continue this conversation in any way, Coffee Chat, get into her referral world or obviously talk about her services, this is an open invitation. So take her up on that. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Danny. I had so much fun on here. All right. You know what to do. Go into those show notes, book a time with Ariana. I would say follow her social media, but you know, she's not really big on that. But hey, the first thing is get on her radar and book a chat with her. I've actually received some feedback on people who have been booking coffee chats with my guest. And I have been absolutely Mm -hmm. delighted to hear that people have been having wonderful conversations and when Percy even said, you have some of the best guests, I'm like, yes, thank you. The whole mission is to find people who are open to networking with you. If you ever do reach out to somebody and you find that they do not have that heart and mindset behind them, let me know. I'll take care of it. All right. That kind of sounds like a threat. It's not really a threat. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to Discovery Call Podcast. I just want to remind you that I do have a 
fantastic freebie for you if you are looking to have a system in which you're managing and planning your content for your marketing, may it be social media, blogs, podcasts, or what have you, I have a process for you. And you can go in the show notes and download yours today. All right, I will see you next time on another Discovery Call.